Okay, so yesterday we were learning about how trusting in Hashem is something that we are meant to do personally about our own lives, but we're not supposed to encumber someone else with our trust in Hashem, and therefore we shouldn't borrow money um, saying Hashem will provide. You only borrow money if you have collateral. But, um, and on the other hand, um, the Alter Rebbe says, when you borrow money to, to pay for Shabbos, the Alter Rebbe says, Hashem will provide. Hashem will take care of you. So you should be absolutely certain that when you're uh, putting your collateral out there to borrow whatever it is, um, Hashem will take care of you. You're going to go like, you're going to approach life like a grandfather Yitzchak who planted seeds, and he was blessed with a hundred times more than the seeds were able to produce naturally. So too a Jew approaches life with a different kind of order, as the Rebbe Rash said, we're going beyond nature. Not like the world says, if you can't go under, then go over. But uh, like the Ramarash says, go straight over. The Jew is above nature and, <coughs> and, and to approach things without, um, without, without limitations. So continuing this theme, um, let's go to Ois um, Yutes on page 161. Um, this, um, this, uh, we're not going to go to, into the whole um, subject that I mentions here that's printed elsewhere in, in Kutasichas, um, the detailed discussion that Rebbe goes into, but we're just going to go briefly to the conclusion that the Rebbe has about, a, um, about the, the story of the sin of the tree of knowledge. Bir Rashi. Rashi, unlike other commentaries, doesn't make any. Um, you see it? Uh, so. The whole thing disappeared. The whole your whole Casitas morning thing. Oh. I don't. Okay, so I'll, maybe I'll say it outside. That's okay. No, I'll, I'll, that's okay. I'll listen. So, I like inside also. So basically, other commentaries, there's like six commentaries, trying to figure out what's the meaning of the snake speaking. They're trying to figure out because it doesn't make sense. How could a snake speak? But Rashi doesn't address it. Rashi doesn't have any problem with the snake speaking. Why not? The reason that it doesn't have any problem with it is because. The simple language of the Torah implies that that was the nature of the snake to speak. And because of its sin, it lost the power of, of, of speech. Um, the, the words the Torah uses to describe the snake's downfall are, um, because you did this, you will be more cursed than all other animals. Since he seduced Chava with the words of seduction, um, he, he used his words, he used his, his power that God endowed him with, unique power that he had. He was the most cunning creature. And not only was he most, the most cunning and wise creature, but he also, God gave him the ability to um, activate his cunningness, to use it with his power of speech. So because he uniquely was um, uh, endowed with this ability to be so cunning and so great, Therefore, the downfall of the snake was that not only did the snake um, lose its power of speech, but worse, it's not able to bark, not able to make sounds like other animals. Other animals can make other sounds, but the snake is silent. Why is the snake silent? It's because of its, based on how high, the bigger you are, the harder you fall, is exactly what Rashi says. That's where the, that's where the, the um, idea comes from. 
The snake was so great because of its greatness, that's why it fell so low. It used its power for negative force, for a negative thing, so therefore it fell and it lost its power of speech completely. So Rashi is called the wine of the terror. Whatever we learn in Rashi also has a spiritual message for us. The message is this. God made the world in a way that's of measure for measure. But measure for measure, um, there's a caveat to that. There's a nuance to that. In the negative, it's measure for measure. In the positive, it's much, many more times so. When you invest in the positive, Sashem doesn't just give you back measure for measure, it gives you back many more times so. So if the snake fell so far down because of its doing evil, so by making an effort to do good, we are catapulted to the highest of levels. If the snake went from being the most cunning and the most sophisticated, and it went to be, and it became the lowest of all of all, of all creatures, so conversely, we should realize that when we make an effort in, in, in the positive, we're able to be trans, we're able to tr- transform to the highest of levels. As the Torah says, "Gam oivav yashlem Even the enemies, your enemies will make peace with you. That means that even the negative is transformed to the positive. Even the enemies, those who are working against you, will become peaceful, will, will help you. So it says about the snake that uh, when Mashiach will come, the snake will be a positive force. The snake will be transformed to good. So on the personal level, where we're going is, is that um, we're able to transform the negatives in our life to positive but with effort. Just like the snake went down, we can go up. We shouldn't. We shouldn't um, think that we are doomed to be wherever we are, and with effort we can go to a higher level. So, for as an example to this, Rebbe raises a point that if you ask this question in third grade, you will get thrown out of the classroom, uh, or your teacher will uh, will will make you be quiet. The question about presents as a as a parallel to this concept is. Why do we need Rashi? Why can't the Torah just say straight out what it wants to say? Rashi trying to tell us the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Let the Torah just say it straight out. It's supposed to be the simple meaning. Let it be simple. Why can't the Torah just say it? So what happened? You raise your hand. Why can't the Hashem just say it straight out in the Torah? Let's be quiet. We're trying to learn over here. But it's a good question. What's the answer to the question? Know the answer? Why doesn't Hashem make it in a way that we, that, that's all clear? We would never work. We would never work. So Hashem wants us to work. And that's why Hashem made it. It's not so simple. Mm-hmm. And mm. It's very interesting. You go to a novelist who will write hundreds of thousands of words to convey something. Or a journalist who will write ten pages to convert something. Then you can take a poet. And he could do it in ten words, ten lines. Poetry conveys much more message uh-huh. than prose. Than, than prose. Than long, long writing. Uh-huh. So right, right, right. So, so Hashem wants us to work, and and uh, things aren't so clear. And when you work, then there's a different kind of success. You have an understanding. Without working, equivalent uh, earlier this week, the Rebbe quoted Kuntras Amayin. Kuntras Amayin, the Arab Rashab says that if you have two students, and one's very gifted and one's not gifted, if the student who is not gifted, who makes an effort, is able to understand the concept a lot better than the student who is gifted. 
you're not gifted, you have to figure it out, you have to work hard, and yet you will get it more. I saw this clearly in, when I was in yeshiva. There, was guy, there were guys who, who couldn't understand the Gemara, and they, were, they really made an effort, and they were the ones who are, uh, today are, are, are leaders of the Jewish people, geniuses, they know so much Torah. It was because they, they had, they, other guys like, they got it the first time, and they, uh, they, they didn't get to the depth of the Torah. It's the, de- it's, it's the effort you make that gets you to the depth of the Torah. As we learned also about the Babylonian Talmud, right? The Babylonian Talmud it has all these questions in it, as opposed to Jerusalem Talmud, which are just straight facts. And it's the questions that get you to the depth of it. So just like this is true in, in Torah, the Rebbe says it's also true in life. You see something in the world that's not the way it's meant to be. So you might ask the question, why don't I, I need to get involved? If God doesn't want it, let God fix it. Susan. And why doesn't Hashem just fix it? If Hashem, if Hashem doesn't want something to be a certain way, it's, if you, you notice something negative, for sure Hashem knows that it's negative, so why, why do, you, do you need to get involved? If God doesn't want it, let Him fix it. And the answer is again, the same thing. Hashem wants our work. Hashem wants our efforts. And the more efforts we make, the more reward we receive. Hashem wants us to, as Zohar uses this expression, Hashem wants us to not to have shameful bread. Hashem wants us to work. So that's, that's the first concept we learned from Rashi. From the wine of Torah, the first message we're getting is, make an effort and you will achieve. Another point. person might say, you know what, I don't want to work hard. I don't want to be the best. I'll just be average. I don't need to, I don't want to be, like it says about the snake, the snake was cursed worse than all other creatures, and originally the snake was more cunning than all creatures. Rashi says, because it was more cunning, it became the most cursed. So the guy says, you know what, I don't want to be the most cursed, but I don't want to be the most cunning, I don't want to be the, wide, the, wide, the wisest either, I don't want to be the best, I don't want to be the worst, I, I'm, I'm okay just being in the middle. Not the most cursed, not the best. What's the answer to that? Is that okay? What do you think? Sounds okay, right? Sounds average. Sounds okay. They actually did a poll in America once uh, about the average man. Who is the average? They tried, they tried to, based on all these statistics, they, they figured out what the average person in America is. And they discovered that they had this like, um, had this like uh, reward if you could be the closest to the average man in America. And they couldn't find an average man. <laughs> there was because the average man is like you have two point one children or something, or like <laughs> so. You have you have to be so many different details. So, so just like it's hard to be the average man. But similarly, ever says this: there is no middle ground, either cursed from all creatures or wisest of all creatures. If you're not going to be the wisest of all creatures, then Achmanalatzlan, you could fall to be the, the cursed, most cursed of all creatures. Like the previous Rebbe said many times, serving Hashem in our times is like climbing a mountain. You can't stay in the middle. You can't just stand in the middle. Either you continue to climb or you fall. The only way not to fall is to climb. You can't stay in the middle. You can only climb. So that's, that's um, the second message we're getting here. Second message we're getting here is that you can't stay in the middle. The snake was the highest and went to be the lowest. So similarly, you can't say, I'm just going to be mediocre, I'm just going to be average. You have to strive to be better. And striving to be better, you're going to fall.
Here's the third message. We're discussing earlier that don't make limitations, don't put borders on yourself, serve Hashem to go beyond, beyond limitations. Shabbat says that we're living in a country that the whole way people live in this country is in a way of beyond limitations. And because the country's is, is approach to life is to go beyond limitations, it's a lot easier to achieve this idea of going beyond limitations. That's the meaning of what the Medrash says. Medrash says, when you go to a city, follow the customs of the city. That's what, that's what the Medrash says. It doesn't make any sense. The Torah tells us to go to a city in order to achieve something in the city, to change something in the city. That's why you came to the city, to change it, to, to affect it. So why does the Torah limit you and command you and say, follow the customs of the city? What does the Torah mean when it says, follow the customs of the city? The answer is, is the Torah is not telling us to, God forbid, to accept the Voltan Shang, the perspective uh, of the people in the city, to, expect the, to accept their world outlook, outlet, uh, outlook and make that your own. The Torah says, follow the customs of the city. It doesn't say follow the perspective. It doesn't say follow the world outlook, the Voltan Shang. Rather, the Torah is saying, follow the customs. That means that those things that people do in the city, use them for holiness. They're doing something in one way, use that same custom out in a positive way. So in our, in regarding what we're talking about, we're living in a city, we're living in a country, we see clearly that everyone acts in a way of going beyond limitations. For example, when you buy an article of clothing, what do you do? You wear it for a while, then what do you do next? You throw it out, you buy something new. When you buy a car, you, you use a car for a little bit of time, and then it doesn't matter how the car looks, even if everything is in order, and you, continue, you could continue to use it. You buy a new car. And even if you're in a situation where you might ask, hey, do you even need a car? Because you're only using the car to travel uh, three or four amas, which is six or eight feet. Do you even need a car? Yet, the guy says, what are you talking about? If the car says it's, an, it's the 71, so after a while, you have to get the car which is a 72. And those who are machmir, those who are extra vigilant, they go to get the 73 model. I was speaking in 1972. Um, uh, so, 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 so even though you might say, hey, well, why do you need a car? Yeah, people are saying, no, I need to get the next model. I need to get the 72. I need, I need to get the, the one that's coming out in, in January. I need to get the 73 now. So this idea of, of acting in a way of, 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 of abundance, of going beyond limitations, so that's what the, this country is, is, is very, very common to have that perspective. You know, get, get the best, get the, that, that, that garment's too old, get to get a better one, get a better car. So we have to use this in positive, in the positive, means to walk broadly, going to tournaments, to go, to, to, to get things in tournaments to be the best. So we have to learn from this, learn from the way, the, learn from the, the customs of the country, not just learn from the customs of the country, but the opposite. The reason why there is this nature in this country is because Hashem wants us to use to be this way in regarding in regards to terminuses. In other words, Hashem created the nature of the Americans to have this 
disdain for old things and to switch their cars and to switch their garments, why did Hashem create the nature of the Americans to be this way? Where does it come from? It's because Hashem wants us to be this way in, regarding, in regards to Terimitzvahs. So, for example, it says in the Medrash, the world did not deserve to have gold. Why is there gold? There's gold because the, the temple needs gold. The Beisam Migdash needs gold. And because the Beisam Migdash needs gold, that's why there's gold in the world. So, in regards to, um, so to, regards to um, this, this nature of going beyond limitations and not being satisfied, this, this, this American nature not to be satisfied, to go beyond, why does that exist? It's because Hashem wants us to have that same attitude to Terimitzis. I'm not going to be satisfied with the way I did my Terimitzis last year. I need to do things on a better level, on a higher level. Okay. Then we then continued the Fabring and went on to discuss a specific issue um, that was going on then. Um, and that was the question of who was a Jew. Um, in the Knesset, there was a big discussion then, there was a vote. Does a Jew mean someone who is a Jew according to Halacha, according to Jewish law? Or can any uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry use some kind of uh, whatever system they want to make you Jewish? So, continuing the subject, saying there's no middle ground, either you are trying to be the best, and if not, you're going to be, Chas Hashem, the worst, cursed of all creatures. They spoke about this concept of who is a Jew, and he said this. This, cons- this, 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 this issue is not a personal issue. This issue is something that um, is indicative of absolute lowliness. To say that a Goy could be a Jew, it's such a state of lowliness that um, they were saying that there are religious Jews who are trying to protect the law the law that doesn't say halacha and allows all these, all these non-Jewish people to convert and to, to, to pretend that they're Jewish when they're not really. And then Jewish religious people are saying, oh, the fact that it does not say halacha is a religious achievement. It's a hesek dati. The Bible says this is a law that endangers 40 million Jews, the amount of Jews lives in Israel land. And you're saying this is a hesek dati, this is an accomplishment. Um, and they spoke about um, two yeshiva students who were imprisoned on Yom Kippur and no one did anything to free them. Zebra so said, why don't you do anything to free them? You're the one that's addressing the, 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 the person in position who is meant to do something. It says that you're the one who should, should take, take care of these guys. If you can't free them, then sit with them in prison. But why are you silent? If you can't do anything then, then um, leave your chair, leave your position, and go learn Torah as, an, as a private citizen. But if, but if you're in this position, you can't be silent. Um, others, Rebbe said, they did make a, a, a tumult about these boys stuck in prison, on Yom Kippur, and you said, no, don't make a big tumult. But why, what do you mean, Rebbe said, when, when you say not to scream? Two boys are sitting in, in prison on Yom Kippur and you're quiet? You're afraid that if you scream they're going to take you down from your position? 
The Gemara says that Rabbi Kiva is fort- was fortunate because he was imprisoned because he st- spread the Torah. But how can you say, to, so how can you walk at the shul and say Kol Nidre when you know that there's two yeshiva students that are sitting in prison? You say, the Rebbe says, that you can't do anything because you're involved, you're involved in other matters. You know, you have said you need to hold the Torah to say Kol Nidre. The Rebbe said, the poor Torah, the poor Torah that is being held by somebody who is, um, is flattering a non-Jew by giving him a Jewish passport. It could be that in your shul, next to you, there's a, Jew, there's a non-Jew holding a passport that says he's a Jew, and before Kol Nidre, we do say in our prayers that we want to allow all those who are excommunicated, Avaryanim, but we're not allowing non-Jews to join the prayers. And so we see in a clear example, Rebbe said, that a person could go to the lowest of levels, that there are nothing lower than that. He could go to the lowest levels of Mamash. So we don't, need any, we don't need any proofs. We see... Um, We see the, the kinds of, of insults that are being given um, from the other side, um, spitting in the face, slapping in public, as happened in the, most recently. So, um, and there was basic point is why you silent. Um, They have said that they threw out your rabbi. That according to you, he told you that you should vote against the halacha. He told you that's what you're supposed to do. So why don't you try to help him? But the reason is you wanted to find favor in someone else's eyes, and that's that's the results. This kind of descent, this kind of spiritual downfall, um, no one expected. Some, no, no one could imagine. That, that you would fall so low so quickly. It's, it's true that, 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 that was apparent that you went from day to day lower and lower, but to fall so low so quickly, no one imagined. And the reason why this happened there, because apparently is because, it says when Mashiach will come, Daniel writes that everything will become clear when Mashiach comes. So since Mashiach is about to come, therefore things, the, 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 the evil in this person, I said, was exposed so quickly because... because um, because we're approaching time Mashiach, well, when everything's be very exposed and very clear, may be Hashem's will that speedily all the Jewish people will do tshuva, including those who are rebelling against Hashem, them, they, and their families, and they go should go out of the mud, and that they put themselves in the mud that they brought others into, and the the mud that they brought others into against their will and against against their 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 opinion. Maybe Halavai should be with kindness and mercy. And instead, the Torah says, the next week's Torah portion, Hashem tells Noah, go into the ark. The Baal Shem Tov says the word ark also means words. Baal Shem Tov says that when you are in a state of a flood, a spiritual flood, you feel like you don't know what to do, what's the advice Hashem tells you? Go into the words of Torah, go into the words of prayer. So Hashem is saying to this, Hashem should help, but you should leave the state that you're in. And instead, go into the ark of Torah, the ark of prayer, which is connected to the holiday of Sukkot. The, the, the holiday of Sukkot is associated 
with peace. And so to the Ark of Noach was also called, like a sukkah, a place of peace, which is similar to the time of the coming of Mashiach. Mashiach will come, all the animals will get along. So to the Ark of Noach was also a place where all the animals got along. And since we are in on day of Shabbos, especially because this whole year is a Shemitah year, and you're not allowed to leave a city on Shabbos, you're not allowed to leave more than the Tchum Shabbos, you're not allowed to walk out of the city more than 2,000 Amis. Um, so, so uh, this, this, this should happen in a very quick amount of time, but in this quick amount of time, this should, happen, this should be in a way that there's so, so much happens in this quick amount of time. As uh, the Rebbe Rash writes, that um, it says there's, there's two ways Mashiach can come. Either Mashiach can come at its proper time, or Mashiach can come speedily. And there's an advantage in both. Mashiach comes sp- speedily, so then there's things which aren't fi- fi- finished. Like Mashiach comes in its proper time, so everything's finished, but it's, um, but it's, but we're still, it's delayed, we're missing him. So, so the, Rebbe, the Middle Rebbe writes that we should have both virtues. We should have Mashiach come speedily, and yet we should have the virtue of as if he came in his proper time. And so too, um, we should see um, the fulfillment of these prophecies, the coming Mashiach, speedily and, uh, and yet in a way that there's a dramatic change. And his bottom line is, is that the Rebbe is, giving, the Rebbe is dealing with an important issue that, uh, in this, in this Fabrengen, but uh, the point um, that I think we can all take home is, that was pointing out this person was in the highest of levels, spiritually, and he went to the lowest of levels very, very quickly. And so the point is that unless we're climbing upwards, we're going to fall. Don't say, I'll be in the middle. You can't be in the middle. Unless you're going upwards, you're not gonna, you're not, you, can't, you can't, when you're climbing a mountain, either you're climbing or you're falling. Any questions or comments? All right. Have a good Shabbos, Beryl, David, Blake.